and have a vastly improved view of what life is all about. They'd naturally want to shake their tail feathers for us. Imagine being the dearly departed loved one yourself, post-after party, taking a peek back down on earth, happy tears still wet on your cheeks, and seeing the heartbreak and bedlam among the grieving left in your wake. Shiver me timbers. Suddenly, Nothing would be more important than reaching back. To tell them it's okay, all is supremely well, you're not dead, you'll meet up later, it's still their turn. Keep on dreaming, keep on living, keep on loving. And wouldn't receiving such news fantastically change everything for the living forever? And who better to calm the bereaved and inspire all of us than those we love and miss. What's not God? The compulsion of the dead to reach out intensifies when they discover there's no trace of a God in the afterlife as depicted by nearly every religion, which is really great news when you consider how most religions depict God. Of course, there is a God, just not like the one taught by the blind who lead the blind. Words sometimes slip when we try to apply them to truth, but to approximate, God is the sum of all that is. Every voice, every heartbeat, every man, woman, and child, every animal, every insect, every boulder, planet, and moat of dust, including sentient beings far removed from time and space. What's not God? might be asked to simplify the answer. Nothing. You're getting this, aren't you? It's what you suspected all along. We do know the truth when we meet it because it runs in our blood and forms our DNA. And so when we ponder great questions or hear new ideas, we can, if we're ready, finally allow ourselves to remember it. The truth is who and what we are, neither abstract nor fleeting. We are it come alive. It's objective, real, simple. And while there may be an infinite number of roads to Rome, none of them changes Rome. We know the truth when we meet it. It's just that having taken the plunge into life ourselves in this early stage of our civilization's spiritual development, we don't usually grant ourselves permission to go to places in thought that we can't touch, taste, see, hear, or feel. Very caveman, yet very predictable for where we are in our evolutionary arc. These are primitive times, and given that the times are defined by the people who occupy them, we are a primitive people. Not by chance, though, but by design. We knew it would be like this. We chose to show up early in humanity's development, perhaps as part of the price for getting to show up later as masters, or because the possibilities that exist today won't exist in the same way later on. Doesn't really matter now, we're here.
babes in the jungles of time and space, and therefore understandably scared by the world around us, feeling vulnerable, relying almost exclusively on our physical senses to label, define, and make progress. Ew and ouch. If it's broken, fix it. Yet being born naive doesn't mean we must remain so. Our ignorance has served its purpose. The illusions have gotten our attention. Game on. Now the training wheels that first helped us move forward are outgrown and slowing us down. Tears are being needlessly shed. Hearts are being needlessly broken. It's time to change our orbit. Time to bring on the dead. Big brothers and sisters of a sort, though far more intimately than through blood, who yearn to help their tribe and flatten life's learning curve as soon as possible. After all, before long, our roles will reverse. Today, they have what you need.